0: Hey, I'm Vivian and I am your host of What Happened After. On this episode, I have Jessie Ruane, who I actually found off TikTok. Um, she is amazing and shares so many cool home decor tips that if I'm honest, have gotten me through quarantine. We ended up painting one of our walls in our apartments based off one of the TikToks that I found on her page. And I knew that I wanted to bring her on to have a conversation about what it's like to actually make a space your own, even if you're renting. And as we're thinking about what's going to be like the next six months to a year of our lives, how do we make sure that our homes are this really safe space for us, for our mental health, that we're pouring into it so that it feels more alive than it may be felt in March, especially if we're going to be spending so much time in it. So let's go ahead and dive right in and make sure also as you're listening that if you love what you're listening to, share it with a friend, leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts and give it some love. Now, Jesse Ruan. And I am like a little bit of a fangirl right now. Um, and I'm really excited to have Jesse Ruan on, who I actually found on TikTok a couple months ago. Um, apparently, TikTok just knew me well and fed me a lot of interior design things from like the minute I logged on. And so it was really fun to get to see all the projects that um, Jesse has been doing on TikTok. And I Kind of took inspiration off that and actually painted my own wall, which then led to me DMing her, and here we are. Um, so Jesse, it's really really awesome to have you on here. Yeah, I want to start off by like actually having you introduce yourself with more than me just fangirling over the fact that like you make incredible things from like IKEA pieces, and I am here for
1: it. <laughs> um, well, hi, I'm Jesse. I um, my Instagram and TikTok is Jesse Finds. It's been um, my home decor outlet on social media. Um, I am actually an actress, um, quote unquote, full time, I guess. But during quarantine, it's been not a lot of that going on, (laughs) hence why I have expanded upon this other aspect of my life. Um, But yeah, I have been on Instagram for a long time, just posting random home decor tips and things that I'm doing my own home. And then I started my TikTok in May of this year um, just to kind of see if I could grow my mm-hmm. following a bit more. And, um, I just hit 40,000 followers yesterday. Yay! I know it's been crazy. Um, so yeah, I, that's essentially what's been going on with me. It's, I, um, I specialize, I guess, in affordable home decor. I'm super passionate about everyone being able to have a nice home. You don't have to just go to West Elm and buy the whole showroom to have a nice space you can like find things on the street you can hack things you can go to ikea and mix things together that can actually look really expensive and nice and how to make things feel cozy in your own um i also love painting accent walls i do a lot of those as you said um but yeah just finding ways of personalizing a space on a budget
0: tell me more about the transition of especially during COVID, going from full-time actor to really kind of pursuing your passion your passion project and making more of a presence for yourself on tiktok and on instagram through your interior design yeah
1: def um i well what happened was you know the quarantine happened mm-hmm. i live in new york city and in an um, amazing loft in brooklyn by the thank way you. yes thank you um And I basically spent the first month pretty much, I think, like most people in a state of shock and depression of not Mm -hmm. having anything to do. And I live with my boyfriend and he was still working full time, just remotely. And I was waking up every day being like, there's literally nothing for me to do today. Um, So I'm on unemployment. I'm collecting, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I'm making it work, um, But I I joined TikTok on just like a normal account at first, just to be Mm -hmm. like, what is this app? I have all this time. No time like the present. Let's check it out. And I was on it, and I was like, oh, okay, it's just a lot of funny stuff, a lot of dancing Mm -hmm. and whatever. And then I started seeing some home decor stuff, and I was like, oh, I could totally do that. And I'm like weird and quirky, and like I'm funny, like I, I have like a sense of humor, so I know how to like make things interesting and not just be like, here's a mirror that I painted, but, um, I like having, I guess a, a good eye for what would be entertaining to someone scrolling through. So I was like, let me just start one for Jesse Fines and see what happens. And I decided to paint, I started painting some accent walls during quarantine, basically just to have something to do <laughs> because I was depressed. Um, and I started doing like time lapses of me painting them and, um, just basically showing how easy it is to do that, and how much it can change a space. And so I uploaded those. And then I uploaded a like a mini home tour. And then about a week into uploading those, I started going viral. And I was like, oh, that's a terrifying thing to happen. Um, and I couldn't even sleep the first night when I when one of my TikToks went viral because it just, I felt like I felt so exposed. I felt mm-hmm. like all these people who had no idea who I was, they were just, you know, commenting and had opinions. And mm-hmm. like I was no longer invisible. I felt very vulnerable in that moment. And, uh, but then I got a huge following from that. And then I just kept posting. And it kind of all just happened very quickly. But I'm trying to find, well, I have been trying to find my niche mm-hmm. in the TikTok world of what my viewers find valuable. Mm-hmm. And I I pretty much decided that it's finding affordable ways to make a space feel like your own.
0: And you do such a great job at at those finds and like at taking something that is way more affordable and turning it into something that looks more, like you spend a lot more on it. But I think that that, it's a cool intersection because it feels, and maybe this is why also I wanted to invite you onto the podcast. Everything about what you're putting on the internet from like you to all the things that you're creating feel so approachable. So like even that story of just how hard it is to suddenly feel seen, I feel like regardless if it's whether someone goes viral or whether someone is suddenly just being more vulnerable in their own relationships, whatever it may look like, like everyone can relate to that feeling and trying to figure out how to cope with it. So what's been the thing that's been helping you as you're navigating this newfound visibility? One of the
1: things that's really interesting is – I mean, there is, like, an aspect of TikTok where you get, like, some hate from people Mm -hmm. who are extremely judgmental, and it's always the people who don't post anything on TikTok (laughs) that tend to be the mean people, which I'm like, oh, so you don't want to be vulnerable, but you will attack people who are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, at first I was getting, you know, random little comments of people being like, I don't like this. I don't like your style. Your style's cluttered or whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's mean. Why would you say that? But I've I've gotten really good at just brushing that stuff off and being like, you know, the more people who see you, the more people are going to have opinions. And and then since I am an actress, like being like, you know, this is a a good life lesson to learn now, because assuming my career becomes more successful, I'll be more in a public eye and I should have a thick skin before I get there. So (laughs) it's definitely toughened me up, I would definitely say.
0: the vulnerability aspect is so interesting because you're literally letting people into your home and yeah oh yeah that is I don't think I'd really consider the nuance of that until you just said it Mm -hmm. but it is it is a different kind of vulnerability like I talk a lot about my mental health on, on Instagram and stuff but I think that there's just something even more specific about being like I chose this color paint because it was gonna make me happy and then someone commenting on that being like that's not good, or like that's ugly yeah, or whatever. Like, why would it has you to do be that? like why? Yeah, <laughs>
1: but also I think it's interesting that they feel the need to share their opinion when it's not solicited. Like, I, I, I found it. I'm like, it's interesting that, and I think it's mainly a younger generation because TikTok is such a broad range of like literal teenagers commenting on my things when you know I'm a 30 year old woman and I'm like, oh my god, like 17 year old is being mean to me. That's so weird, but. I think they're also learning how to navigate being on social media and having strong opinions and when you should share your opinion and when you should just keep it to yourself.
0: When it comes to home decor, I feel like that is the ultimate expression of who you are, like personality-wise and what you choose to put in your home, how you choose to display it. And I've found it to be a like a challenge in trusting myself and saying, like, I am putting this color of paint on this wall because that is just exactly what's gonna make me feel good and like what I think looks good. How do you get there, right? I think that there's just a, I don't know, and maybe this is just because of the way I think about things, but like I see it as such like a trust fall of like, I am painting totally. a wall, and like, you know, a lot of my community thinks about it from, we talk a lot about mental health and stuff and it can be so challenging when like, maybe you haven't trusted yourself often, but I feel like it's also the safest, one of the safest way for me at least to start practicing that.
1: Yeah. Well, what's great about things like accent walls mm-hmm. and like a like cheap changes, cheap. I don't want to say cheap, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you can change it back. Like if it if you paint a wall and you're like, you know what, I think I picked the wrong color. You can just paint over it. So, I tend to take more risks with things that can easily be fixed, as opposed to like like when buying a big piece of furniture like an expensive piece of furniture I really want to make sure I'm taking my time and like I painted that yellow arch for um where my bar cart is and and I have no other yellow in the apartment and I was super afraid that I was going to put it up there and it was going to stick out and mm-hmm. look really mismatched and and I have days where I'm like was that a stupid decision? But I you know overall I think it's just a really unique area now and it sticks mm-hmm. out and it it's just like a i don't even know i love the vibe of it and if i hate it next year it doesn't matter because i could paint over it
0: <laughs> how do you get ideas to actually like go from my idea to here is the arc and the by the bark cart
1: so that definitely would that idea came from instagram it's, just, it's a really popular trend um but for like my angle wall that I did in my entryway, the one that you copied, I just one day just wanted to do that. I hadn't seen it anywhere. I just was like, I really wanna make this wall an accent color, but I don't want it to just be this wall. I wanna see what happens if I bring it down on the wall next to it. And then I was like, what if I did like an angle? What would that look like? And I just did it. And after I finished it, I was like, this is probably my favorite thing I've ever done. And that was the story of that. <laughs>
0: was just, it was it moving into the loft that, like, inspired your home decor? Kinda? 100%. Really? Did you yeah. not have it prior?
1: Well, I did have aspects of it. Um, like, growing up, like, HGTV was, like, my jam. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so I was always watching Design on a Dime and um, Divine Design were, like, my two favorite shows when I was a kid. Um So there's always been a part of me that was interested in that. And I remember at one time when I was like 10 saying I was going to be an interior designer, I definitely think it's always been within my soul. But I would say my first New York City apartment, I in my bedroom, I worked really hard and I had a really cool color scheme and I had a whole thing going on. Then my second apartment was just so tiny. I just like I didn't, it was, I knew it was going to be a temporary space. I wasn't like worried about it. And it, that room was horrible, but then my boyfriend and I moved in together into this loft and I had this overwhelming kind of fear of just like, I don't know what to do with the space, the size, it's all one room, literally one room. There are no closets. There's no storage. There's nothing. You can't hide anything. So I was terrified of how do you make something feel cohesive, but also make it feel homey and but not overclutter it. Even though, according to TikTok, I did overclutter <laughs> it. Um, but like, how do I just like? What do you do? And so I just like started following a whole bunch of home decor Instagrams, and just drew inspiration from that. And it just it was a slow, like a slow build. It started off with just like a big sec- sectional, and then um, I knew like this pace was area was going to be the bedroom this was going to be living room this was going to be Ryan's office space and then just kind of went from there and filled in the blanks
0: do you find that the home decor process is like your own outlet in terms of like coping with everything that is quarantine like I know you mentioned it but like has it really turned into now both the the safe space of doing that but then also in some way shape or form like a potential cor like Influencer career in the home decor space. Yeah,
1: I mean, 100%. It's given me something to get out of bed to do in the morning. <laughs> um, TikTok, especially because it, I'll be like, you know what? I want to like post two TikToks today. I got to like produce and figure that out. Um, I got to clean my apartment so I can take photos for my Instagram. Um, so there's literally just actions I can take that will lead to something. Um, the goal in general is to monetize my Instagram and or TikTok. Um, I'm not quite at the growth yet for like real income for that yet, but um, I, I do take on private clients, and that has been a supplemental income. I mean, it, I always envision this being my side hustle to complement my acting career, and always like secretly hoped that like at some point there'd be some sort of crossover like either me playing an interior decorator in a tv show or me getting to like come on an HGTV show and be like a special guest like things like that like i'm very much like i want to find a way of incorporating the two or like be one of those amazing like celebrities on architectural digest <laughs> and doing a home tour oh my god their home that amazing. is i know i would think youtube
0: is like one of my favorite things oh my god it's incredible um,
1: so, yeah, I, I hope there's going to be some crossover um, and hopefully like op- opportunities will come from either side of my life and complement the other.
0: How are you building up to get it to a place where you can monetize and you can I think that I think it's such an interesting intersection right now of a lot of people probably trying to find something that's going to have either supplemental income or just distract them. Honestly, like from everything else going on in the world in a way that isn't as isn't as intense as maybe their regular day um and it's always interesting to hear how people are starting off with an intentionality of building it into something different and bigger
1: um so the tiktok was the main like my main next step of like okay my instagram following is still pretty small and it is really hard to grow on instagram it's like because it's so saturated so I was like, okay,
0: let me get on TikTok and see if I can increase my growth, which I totally did. Did you start at – you started at zero in, in in April, May? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. So 40000 in like two months. How are you feeling about overall TikTok being a – I think in the last few weeks especially a thing that may exist tomorrow or may not in terms of just like whether it gets banned and – how to really diversify your audience so that like you said you're not just on one platform so that you're on multiple and there's like different ways to increase revenue streams
1: um my first reaction to hearing a tiktok might be taken away was yes please take it away <laughs> i it is too addictive i like i i don't know i think it's a scary place sometimes and um so i'm like you know what i'm gonna try to get i mean i, I honestly do think they will probably take it away at some point um, so I'm trying to get as big of a following onto my Instagram as I can in the meantime and produce good stuff. But um, yeah, I, I, that doesn't scare me if it's going to get taken away. I, I can understand why like the big TikTok stars might be scared. But um, yeah, it doesn't really freak me out. I kind of would like to have, especially once we go back to quote unquote real life, it would be nice to not have, have something that I'm constantly on. <laughs> um yeah But so like finding trends and stuff and trying to keep up with the trends it's a lot mm-hmm. it's a lot of work
0: I know I think so many people yeah so many people really think about influencing whatever industry you're in um whatever like your passion point is within that space as like a thing that is just that because it is a passion point is easy when it really is I mean it's like building a business and it's trying to figure out how to Attract customers mm-hmm. in terms of a community and how to keep them interested with yes. a platform that is constantly a shorter and shorter attention span mm-hmm. um, as a built-in like benefit to each platform. So it's Definitely. really cool to see how you've managed to build up a community so quickly um, and like really turn that into into more. When you're looking into like the next few months, which I feel like, I mean who the heck knows what tomorrow is but um, how do you feel like you're gonna end up balancing that out with your acting career and you're based out of New York so a lot of the auditions you're doing are here as well right yes yeah yeah, yeah. got it yeah. and so like there's and nothing is really back to normal right now yet, right uh
1: no uh I'm doing a lot of um self-taped auditions like It is nice to just be able to work on my Jesse fine stuff and then just set up my camera and my lights and be able to just do my audition. Like I feel very efficient right now. Whereas like in normal life, you're spending a lot of time on the train going back and forth and then you went to that audition. Then you're like, wait, I'm really hungry. I got to stop at sweet green, you know? And um, it, you know, racks up time of your day. So I do feel like the change will be in trying to manage acting days and Jesse Fine's days and just like kind of having more of a schedule for myself. Whereas right now I'm kind of flying at the seat of my pants, um, which is good. I'm just trying to stay sane. Um, But yeah, I think that'll be the main change of when I'm back in the city. But I also, I I like the idea of like bringing my laptop and finding some sort of coffee shop and sitting down and working on Jesse Fine stuff, like after an audition, like making, it feel more like a like a, like a well-rounded part of my day. Also, that just
0: made me totally miss coffee shops even more. I've had, I've had a week where I've missed coffee shops and I've missed bookstores a lot. Um, I worked for myself for like the last six years and coffee shops are my second office. And so yeah. not having them over the first last few months has been rough. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. It's definitely been a transition of just not leaving it's just
0: like yeah. it's super weird i think it, and that's like a really good segue because one of my next questions is going to be you know you i mean for me where i saw that wall and i was like cool like we are doing that we are turning our home into this bright space with a nice color and um it totally transformed like the space and then we ended up painting my boyfriend's like one of the walls that my boyfriend has like his desk up against. speed turned that one like this really nice gray color that gave like just everything stood out there um and it it made it feel better right to have invested in our space and I am 100% a believer that just because you're renting doesn't mean you shouldn't make it feel like home yeah. like it doesn't have to feel transient um just as a result of that and I think anyone right now listening is probably all in the same boat especially as cases continue to rise across the u.s and mm-hmm. who knows how long we'll be um, <laughs> in a home for someone right. who's just trying to who's trying to decorate their home make it feel better but also not get overwhelmed with that in the process because um, i think it can get it like a little bit of a rabbit hole of trying to figure out how to what to commit to and how to do it do you have any tips on like what that would actually what that process should be as they're starting
1: well i always recommend people go on instagram or pinterest um and just see what really sticks out to them of a style like what they keep finding themselves drawn to and then how Mm -hmm. to kind of mimic that feel in their apartment um like i've said a million times painting i think is like the number one thing to do if you're mm-hmm. trying to make a big change on a budget, it'll it'll transform everything that you already have in the space and make it all feel different. So I would say start with that unless you do want all white walls, which a lot of people do. <laughs> um, but my second thing that I always say is rugs. I think rugs are super underrated um, and how much they can add like a luxe feeling to a space and a coziness. And the bigger the rug, the better. Um, for a living space, you don't want anything smaller than 5 by 8. 8 by 10 if you can fit it. Um, and bedroom rugs, too, under, like, a queen-size bed. Um, probably, like, an 8 by 10 rug. Because a lot of people want to get smaller rugs. Those are a lot cheaper. But mm-hmm. if you can – I just always go for the bigger one. It's just going to have that, that feel of what you see in, like, the magazines
0: and mm-hmm. anything stylized. It's just – what are some good places to search for things? Especially, I mean, that was one of my favorite parts about everything that you're putting up is just how affordable it is, mm-hmm. especially during a time when a lot of the things, even like the things that are on like the cheaper side do feel like an investment just because of who knows where <laughs> we're getting our paychecks from next month. Um, yeah. And so I think the the affordable things that are like really nice do make such of an like, an impact. Where are some places that, you love and that you've been turning into that you recommend out
1: um well ikea obviously yeah. <laughs> it's like oh uh, now that it's back open in new york it's just been awesome um i do think um before you go to an ikea though i would do some research and like what's new like what are people saying online like even i have some tiktoks about ikea finds a lot mm-hmm. of people do um search like the best stuff at ikea right now and, and see what comes up because um, it can get really overwhelming when you get there. <laughs> um, but for rugs, there's great websites called like eSale Rugs, Rugs USA, Rugs Direct. They have super affordable rugs. Mm-hmm. You don't need to get your rug from West Elm. Not to keep throwing <laughs> West Elm under the bus, but but like you don't need to spend eight hundred dollars on a rug. You can get you can get a good eight by ten for like two hundred three hundred dollars.
0: When you're searching for something, like, do you know what you're looking for when you're going through, like, a site and, like, you're intentionally searching for that? Or is it more, like, when you're working with a client or something, you're trying to piece together their bedroom or their living room, is -hmm. it just starting off with this, I want it to feel like X, or is it starting off with specific, like, products in mind? I
1: would say it's different every time. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have a tip, like, if you know you want a mid-century nightstand, and you probably want the West Elm one. That's $400. You can, you can Google like under the shopping tab. Mm-hmm. I have a TikTok about this too because um, a lot of people don't know this. And I thought everyone knew this. Um, but if you go on Google, go to the shopping tab and type in mid-century nightstand, any furniture store that makes it, it's going to pop up. So you're gonna see the West Elm one, but you're also gonna see one from Home Depot. You're also gonna see one from All Modern. You're gonna see one from Hayneedle. Mm -hmm. And all the prices are gonna be like all over the place. And then if you go to like set your budget to like $150, you're gonna see all the ones that look the exact same, (laughs) but are only $150 as opposed to $400. It
0: expands your reach in terms of what you can find. In terms of like, if someone just doesn't know even what product to start with, right? And they're just going off of like, I just wanted to feel homier or I wanted to feel way more productive for me or like, how do you go from a feeling to Mm -hmm. suddenly I have the perfect living room?
1: (laughs) So what I would do for my clients is I would send them examples if they don't, because usually, usually my clients will be like, I saw this on Pinterest and I really liked it. And so Mm. I'll try to pull from that but if they have no idea what they want I try to pull like general style images for Mm -hmm. them like if we're doing a living room I'll pull like an industrial living room um that I found online and then I'll pull like a like a farmhouse like a rustic farmhouse living Mm -hmm. room and then a mid-century modern living room and be like which one is kind of sticking out to you Mm -hmm. and then we'll kind of figure out their style from there Um, but I also like with that said, I don't think everyone has just one style, and mm-hmm. and I think homes that pick one style and go with it tend to, like, kick themselves in the... What's the phrase? Really? <laughs> yeah, I do, because... Because it'll eventually be outdated in a couple years and mm-hmm. you're going to want to change stuff. But then if your all your furniture and decor is rustic farmhouse, it's going to be really hard to get <laughs> that minimal the next year, you know? Yeah. So I always just say, pick pieces that you really love and, um, yeah, try not to just deck out your entire bedroom with the West mid Century Modern bedroom set because <laughs> it like in a couple years, people are, it's, it's just not going to be in style and then if you change out the nightstands, they won't go with the bed and then that mm-hmm. won't go with the dresser. Mm-hmm. And then, so yeah, I would take your time and try to find things that really stick out to you, you see, and you just love.
0: That's one of the things that, as I was like looking through your TikTok and your Instagram, I loved that I could see the progression mm-hmm. of this taking time. Yes. You know, I think that that is something I've been at the, my bro- boyfriend and I moved in together um, and last year end of last year and so we've been in this apartment for like six seven months and you know we just painted that wall like a few weeks ago right um and I I love that because it takes the pressure out out of having to have everything done like the first week you move in
1: yes and I definitely felt pressured to have things feel mm-hmm. sort of done and if you saw like the <laughs> like me living in this apartment the first year like pictures I have them but what it looked like then and what it looks like now. It's a completely Mm -hmm. different space. And even from before quarantine, it feels like a different space because Mm -hmm. I've done all these accent walls and I've redid my bedroom and yeah. So I, I definitely encourage people letting it be a process Mm -hmm. and, and try not to just get it all done super quickly. My one Caveat to that—is that, is that mm-hmm. how we use the word caveat? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never used it before. Um, it's a—it's a podcast first. It is. Um, my one caveat is that people are always afraid to put things on the walls, mm-hmm. and because they're afraid to pick stuff, they're afraid to like poke holes in the walls or spend money on command strips because they are expensive. Um, but I—I I do think people you need to just get stuff up, stuff up on the walls as soon as you mm-hmm. can, to be honest, because you can change it so easily, but your home is never going to feel as cozy and warm until you have stuff on the walls. And that's mm-hmm. my, per- that is my personal opinion. But um, every time I work with a client and I go into their space and they're like, what do you like, what would you change first? So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. we have nothing on the walls. <laughs> so that's why it feels so like, stuck and like all the furniture feels mm-hmm. really heavy because everything's low to the ground. There's nothing bringing the eye up. So definitely just commit. You don't need to get expensive wall stuff, but also collect stuff as you go along. Like I was just on vacation in New Hampshire and I popped into an antique store and I saw mm-hmm. this really cool old movie poster from the 40s. And I was like, that's awesome. And I I don't know where it's going to go yet, but I just bought it because mm-hmm. it was cheap. But I bought it, and now I'm going to try to find space for it. And I'm, and now I'm like, oh, I should do this big frame wall that I've been wanting to redo because I did a frame wall when I first moved in. And mm-hmm. now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this doesn't look. It's just it, I outgrew this wall, mm-hmm. so I want to change it. So I'm like, great, now my new poster can go on this wall, and I have something that means something to me that I can now put on this wall and take out the stuff that I just threw up on there mm-hmm. when I first moved in. So yeah, there's a there's lots of affordable wall art online. Um, it's 2020 you can find it Um, get some cheap Ikea frames and just throw some stuff up and then as you get older and you get married you can get like nice photos framed professionally
0: and Mm -hmm. trade
1: them out but
0: outgrowing a space and like outgrowing the decor is something I feel like we're only just starting to really give ourselves permission to to Mm -hmm. actually do and and it's so nice right like even just seeing other people's spaces particularly during this time like one of the common themes for this whole conversation has been COVID. And the reality is that who we were in March isn't who we are right now. Um, It just isn't. And how we use our space in February, how we use our space now, and how we know we're going to have to use our space for like the next year, right? Like six months to Mm -hmm. a year Mm -hmm. is just going to totally transform it. Um, And I think that that's okay. Like more and more, it's becoming very clear that work from home is going to be like a six months to 12 months kind of thing for the next little bit because of just the state of the world and so i think a lot of people walked into quarantine with the expectation that they would only have to have that temporary desk because so they went cheap because it wasn't gonna last long and now suddenly you're like wow i'm gonna have to commit to like a whole setup here um but i think that there's freedom in that and i love all the tips that you've given during this conversation because it really wraps up the idea that we do have agency even if you do live in a like temporary rental apartment um whether your space is super small or really really large there's a way to make it feel more cohesive to who you are and where you are in your life without the feeling of having to invest like millions of dollars into it definitely
1: and uh, uh, I think I already said this on here but like don't go to West Elm and buy the showroom just don't (laughs) because I I used to work at West Elm and people (laughs) We'd literally come in and drop ten grand on their new living room set, and I'm just like, well, I, <laughs> you are not gonna like these pieces in the future because you you put no thought into does this actually match who you are and your style and yeah, I don't know i I just definitely take your time and curate your space, and we have the time now, so and you're just at home all day staring at your walls just, so I mean. <laughs> Definitely, um, yeah. Figure out what is gonna make you happy and make this space feel like a sanctuary to you because we're stuck in it. <laughs> so we may as well make it feel we like a might sanctuary. As well love it. I know, right?
0: <laughs> this was an amazing conversation. Where can people find you online?
1: Um, I'm Jesse Fines on Instagram and TikTok. Um, yeah, that's it. I guess <laughs> I'm just so those. St- oh, I also do have a YouTube um it's jesse finds on youtube
0: too i I love that we can find you in so many different places i know for sure that i will be continuing to look through all your things and get inspiration because it just adds so much life to a time in which we feel very down and very um unstable and it reminds you like you can still have a sense of stability a sense of home regardless of how you're navigating covid right now and even like the cheapest things from ikea can really transform something
1: Yeah, exactly. Build your foundation now for when we go back to the real world, you'll
0: have it still. Love that. Uh, Thank you so much for your time on here. I will be taking everything Jesse just suggested and honestly making it my own for our place. There's something so peaceful that can happen when you just start making your place a little bit more homey, especially right now. You know, it's a hard time. Everyone is trying to figure out what their new normal is gonna look like, and I miss coffee shops and co-working spaces just as much as the next person. But I think that there is something that we can look at in terms of how can we make our home feel a little bit cozier and a little more our own, even if the world outside is every day becoming a little bit more hectic. You know, there is room and space to create something beautiful in this time. And I hope that this episode inspires a little of that conversation. Go ahead and leave a review if you like this episode or you like what you hear on the What Happened After podcast. And share with a friend. You'll find me over at Aviv Nunez on Instagram. And let me know what you think about this episode and any other ones that you listen to. I'll be back next week with another episode. See you Tuesday.